You are listening to the Hidden Gems Music Podcast, a podcast that shares creative commons and public domain music. I'm your host, Andrew. Welcome to this week's Hidden Gems podcast after somewhat unexpectedly taking last week off and I've had some weird problems that have caused me to have to delete and recreate the entire podcast with the new providers. I'm sorry about that. I don't know if uh, any of my current listeners are the same as the old ones I had before because your uh, feed would have to be completely resubscribed. So sorry about that again. I've got unusually unusually long introduction here to make up for it, or to torture you, depending on your point of view. For today, I have a gem that's hidden in plain sight, really on two fronts. The composition is a piece called Danse Macabre by, and there's no guarantee that I'm pronouncing this right because it's French, Camille Saint-Saëns, and it is performed by Clevet by Kevin. Not, not, not Clevin, Kevin. It, it is performed by Kevin McLeod. Both of these men are worth discussing. Uh, I s- decided to do some Wikipedia research to learn a little bit more about Camille Saint-Saëns, and what I found was pretty interesting. Camille Saint-Saëns was a French composer in the late 19th and early 20th centuries of the Romantic period. According to Wikipedia... Romantic composers sought to create music that was individualistic, emotional, dramatic, and often programmatic, reflecting broader trends within the movements of romantic literature, poetry, art, and philosophy. Romanticism is an interesting movement for many reasons. I remember learning about romanticist literature in high school and its relation to transcendentalism, but it has been quite some time since I gave it much thought. Among the list of traits of Romanticism are a fascination with the past, particularly the Middle Ages and legends of medieval chivalry, mysterious connotations of remoteness, the unusual and fabulous, the strange and surprising, and a longing longing for the infinite. But what strikes me here is another trait given by Wikipedia, quote, a turn towards the mystic and supernatural, both religious and merely spooky, end quote, and, quote, a focus on the nocturnal, the ghostly, the frightful, and terrifying, end quote. I don't know exactly how much of this applies to St. Sons because he seemed to march to the beat of a different drummer in his own day, uh, and his compositions, again, according to Wikipedia, were generally in the conventional classical tradition. Nonetheless, that dark description of Romanticism brings us directly into this particular piece by Saint-Saëns. When you're listening to uh, Dance Macabre, and this is going to be a spoiler, so to speak, the first thing uh, you're going to hear is a harp strike a D 12 times, bringing to mind a clock striking midnight. You will then be tempted to turn up the volume to hear the extraordinarily quiet pizzicato cellos, but you're going to want to resist that temptation because the violin entrance will scare the living daylights out of you. It's very sudden and very loud. I want to take a side note here to talk about a small amount of music theory, harmony. 
when two notes sound more or less good when they're played at the same time, they're in harmony. When they don't sound good, when they sound bad, weird, they just don't sound right together, they're what's called dissonant. Now, I'm probably oversimplifying, and people who know more about music theory than I do, I've learned by watching YouTube videos, uh, would probably be able to give a better description. Dissonance is usually considered to be unpleasant to listen to. Play two keys on the piano that are right next to each other, and you'll see what I mean. Those will be dissonant. An A and an E flat do not make a key combination you will often hear in music, though there are exceptions. And dance macabre is one of those exceptions. Dissonance is, for lack of a better word, wrong. And dance macabre, when the violin comes in like a bull through a china shop towards the beginning of the song, it makes strong use of dissonance. It sounds wrong. It's not right. It shouldn't be that way. It's supposed to sound that way. But more to the point, it sounds unsettling. Saisons is, in my opinion, doing a great job here of conveying the unsettling nature of death. The dance of death is toying with the idea of something that is foreign, otherworldly, surprising, and upsetting. It's a focus on, quote, the nocturnal, the ghostly, the frightful, and the terrifying, end quote. Now, the vast majority of the piece does not use dissonance as strongly as the opening violin, though there are other parts that do that. It's mostly a fast-paced piece in the key of G minor, using the typical incredible complexity and grandiosity that I would expect from something out of the Baroque period and other places has the simplicity and beautiful harmony that I would expect from the classical period. But I can almost guarantee it's going to be that scream of the violin that you most remember from it. That statement probably makes it sound like I know more about music history than I do. For the record, I'm still learning. When this piece was originally performed in what I think was the late 19th century, I should have looked that up before I actually wrote down my notes, but I believe it was the late 19th century. When it originally performed, the piece was not well liked, but it still somehow managed to become wildly popular over time and has passed into what I would describe as legendary. This is one of those pieces that's never going to go away. This is like Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. We're going to be hearing this in music pieces until the heat death of the universe. I almost guarantee that you've heard it before. You may not have known what it was called, which is why I say it's hidden, hidden in plain sight. So that's a little bit about the composer. That's only one part of, the, of, the, uh, of this composition that I have for you today. The next is the performer. This is another gem hidden in plain sight. The performer of this piece is a man named Kevin McLeod. I have no biographical information about him, but honestly, I probably would if I looked through his blog, and I might even be able to find something interesting. I could only say that he is probably one of the most important people in the history of podcasting, even though you've probably never heard his name before. Uh, Mr. McLeod runs a website called Incompetech.com, Incompetech.com, where he creates and distributes both free music and free printable graph paper. Being a former math teacher, I made use of the graph paper, but now I'm more interested in the music. Now, the reason why I say he may be one of the most important people in the history of podcasting is because of his massive music library, the majority of which is original music, I think. Though there's plenty of classical music there as well, such as Don Macabre. Uh, if you listen to a lot of podcasts or watch a lot of YouTube, you've almost certainly heard music from him. 
he has a piece called Lightless Dawn, and it's basically part of the I've Got a Creepy YouTube channel starter kit, and for good reason. It's a good song. If you listen to the hit podcast Tannis, or any other podcast from Pacific Northwest Stories, which I highly recommend, by the way, Rabbits in particular is good, uh, you will have heard his music before. His music on Incompetech is entirely Creative Commons, which is what allows his music to be used as background music in podcasts and YouTube videos and many other media on the internet. Without people like him, a lot of the entertainment that those of us in internet culture, like podcasts and YouTube, would be a lot more boring. That's why I call him the unsung hero of the internet, and I think we all owe him a debt of gratitude. And the music that he makes is really just great music. Not just for background music, but I just sit down and listen to it. I just enjoy the music. Today I'm presenting a non-original piece, but I foresee myself coming back to his worth just to let you know what other kind of material he has available. And now, without further ado, Camille Saint-Saëns' Danse Macabre, as performed by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.
And that was, once again, Camille Saint-Saëns' Dans Macabre, as performed by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Thank you for tuning in to the Hidden Gems Music Podcast. This podcast has no sponsor, but I invite you to visit a website that's another one of my projects, Mosaic Space. The URL is mosaic.space. That's M-U-S-A-I-C dot space. It's a new social network of sorts uh, where you can only share music from YouTube. So the idea is that you share your feelings, not your thoughts. I'd certainly appreciate you stopping by. Right now, it's just me and my mom, and she stopped posting.